Praise the Lord, family, and welcome, friends, to the GRTDC Virtual Sanctuary. I'm Deacon Andre Keenan, and I am so glad you chose to join us today in worship. We know that the Lord will meet us here in this virtual space. So go ahead, hit the share button so that your family and friends will know that GRTDC is the place to be. And if this is your first time here with us, hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss out on any future activities or worship services. And on behalf of Bishop Michael Fields and Lady Melissa Fields, we say welcome and we pray that you are blessed by this worship experience. Have a blessed day. body, I will exalt the name of the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Lift up your voice like a trumpet in Zion. Hallelujah to Jesus. God, we praise you, O oh God, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. Your name is worthy to be praised. Somebody lift your voice and praise him. Hallelujah. For your goodness, for your faithfulness, for your kindness, for your power, for your sustaining power, for your keeping power. Lord, we praise you, Jesus. Clap your hands, all ye people. The Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. Hallelujah. Come on, it's all right to praise him. It's a good thing to praise him. The Bible says praise is comely for the upright. I dare you to say his praise looks good on you. His praise looks good on you. And that's why all of my life, I will always worship the Lord. Every chance that I get, I will lift up the name of Jesus. We glorify him this morning. Hallelujah. We just want some hands on it right here. That's it.
Somebody ought to praise the wonderful name of Jesus. The God who provides, the God who keeps, the God who restores, the God who saves. Glory to God. And certainly we thank and praise God, amen, for this day he has given us, amen. We'll come into the house of God one more time to lift up the holy and wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we do thank you and we praise you, O God. We glorify your wonderful name, O God. You are wonderful and we thank you, O God. We thank you for being our leader, our God. We can do nothing without you. We come today claiming the victory, O God, for what you have done, how you have brought us thus far. O God, we are living now in 2021, O God. We are so thankful and so grateful, O God, for all you do and how you, O God, hallelujah, keep directing our path, oh God. And as I look around, oh God, and see, oh God, as we call upon the saints of God, and they tell us the wonderful stories, oh God, of how you are continually blessing them, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for blessing our pastor and keeping him, oh God, with the mind, oh God, hallelujah, to run this race, Jesus, to do what you ask him to do, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, for giving us help and strength, oh God, so we, oh God, hallelujah, can be that help, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bless us, oh God, and strengthen us continually in the name of Jesus. We know, oh God, we can do nothing without you, oh God. Help us, oh God, hallelujah, that we continue, oh God, hallelujah, to be a witness unto you, Jesus, that we go out into the highways and the hedges, oh God, and that we compel your people to come, oh God, hallelujah, that we continue, oh God, hallelujah, to talk about your goodness and tell people how good you are and what you are doing for us, oh God, that they be able to see, oh God, your light shining in us, oh God, Continue to light up, oh God, in us, oh Father, as we continue, oh God, to grow in your grace and hold on to your unchanging hand, oh God. We know, oh God, we can do nothing without you, oh God. It's so much sin in the land, oh God. Help us, oh Lord, to walk in you, Jesus. Continue to hold on to you, oh God, that we put on the whole arm of God, that we walk in you, Jesus, that your light, oh God, hallelujah, be a light that shine, oh God, that, that people all around us, Lord, will see, oh God, hallelujah, that beacon of light and they come, God, asking the question, what must I do to be saved, God? Bless them, Jesus, and bless us, oh God, that we continue to glow, oh God, hallelujah. We can't do it without you, Jesus. We can't do it without the moving of your Holy hand. Bless us and strengthen us, oh God. Bless our families, Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we come now casting our cares upon you, for we know you care for us, oh God. Bless us now, oh God, and keep us, oh God, under your wonderful blood. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Now, amen, we'll be coming from in our scripture reading, we'll be coming from Numbers, the 32nd chapter. Praise God. I read a uh, couple of verses in your hearing in Jesus' name. Glory to God. I start reading at verse number 20, and I'm going to read down to verse probably 27 in Jesus' name. Glory to God. And it reads on this wise, it said, And Moses said unto them, If ye will do this thing, if ye will go armed before the Lord to war, and will go, all of you, armed over Jordan before the Lord, until he has driven out his enemy from before him, and the land he subdued before the Lord, then afterward 
ye shall return and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel. And this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if ye you, you will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be and be sure your sins will find you out. Build your cities for the little ones, and fold for your sheep, and do that which has possessed out of your mouth. And the children of God, Gad, and the children of Reuben spake unto Moses, saying, they, thy servant, will do as my Lord commanded. Our little ones, our wives, and our flocks, and all our cattle shall be there in the city of Gad. But thy servant will pass over every man armed for war before the Lord to battle, as my Lord says. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word that we may live and grow thereby in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The God who we can trust with our lives. That's why we put our lives in the master's hands. Hallelujah. Don't worry about those situations. Don't worry about the struggles. Don't worry about it. Give it to Jesus.
your hands and worship right there. Come on, lift your hands and worship right there. God, we trust you wholly and completely.
Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Deacon Basil here at Greater Refuge Temple, D.C. Thank you for all of your support. With your support, we've been able to keep ministry going. And we thank God for your support. And we pray that everyone is being blessed in this. Now, there are several ways you can give. And we ask that you look at the screen and choose one of the ways that you can give. Thank you for your support. And we pray that God will continue to bless you. together one more time. Won't you give Jesus some praise? Hallelujah. I honor the Lord Jesus Christ on today because he is the boss. Yes, I've been saying that for years. It's true. He's in charge and I'm so grateful that the Lord is in charge of my life. It is good to be here and we want to say happy Father's Day to all uh, the fathers here and uh, those who are abroad, this is a special day honoring dads. Uh, we thank God for you. Let's give all of our fathers a hand. Amen. Father, we love you and we're so grateful. Once again, you've brought us into your temple, into your house. Father, we ask that you bless us now through your word. Send it, Lord. Send it. Speak to our hearts. Speak to us, Lord. <laughs> we need a word, Lord. Touch us. Touch us as only you can. Help us. Through your word, we pray. We'll remember to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, say it with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 5 through 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verses 5 through 7. It reads like this. When I call to remembrance the unseen faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound 
mind. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word, sanctified in our hearts, that we may grow thereby. Let's focus on verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to use briefly as a subject today, don't be fearful, be faithful. Don't be fearful. Say it with me. Don't be fearful. Be faithful. You may be seated. What I've read was a portion of what would be Paul's second letter to Timothy. First letter was written concerning sound doctrine and godliness. But this second letter, the second letter deals with the steadfastness and endurance. We know from history and the flow of the word of God that this would be Paul's final letter. There's a discussion, an admonition, an encouragement, a push, a nudge from a spiritual father to his spiritual son. There was concern by Paul and the other apostles along with him, those who were training others, those who had children in the gospel. They were concerned about the posterity of the growth the vibrance and life of the church. It seemed because some were, as one writer said, they were already giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines and philosophies that were flowing during that time. The Apostle John in his old age even had to begin defending Gnosticism and humanistic views that had walked into the church and some were confused. Some had taken false teaching and ran with it and was spreading it abroad. So he had some concern now, especially, particularly in his old age, he's seeing the end of his ministry coming. Many times he had gone through and the Lord delivered him. Yes, he had been stoned, shipwrecked. Yes, he was hungry. He says he was in perils even among his own brethren. And the Lord delivered him. But he realized that this time his end was near and he had to fasten things down, make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ would continue to flourish. So he begins to walk a little harder and deeper with his son. The second epistle Paul writes from Rome, he is a prisoner once again and in danger of losing his life. Nero has him. Nero was promising that I've got you and I'm not going to let you go. And it's evident from these words of Paul that he knew. He says, I'm now ready to be offered. Those words right there tell you a little bit about his tenacity and his fearlessness. On another occasion, he would look his captor in the face and say, I'm not your prisoner. <laughs> I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. But now his writing and language is changing a little bit. His 
feeling like the Lord is just going to take him. And he says, the time of my departure is at hand. It appears that his removal out of this world in his own apprehension was not far off. When you consider the rage and the hatred that Nero had for those who were calling on the name of Jesus Christ. It would seem some commentators and historians say that Nero hated us. Couldn't stand the very mention of those people of the way we were called. In Antioch, they called us Christians. Other areas, they called us people of the way. Hallelujah. In some cities, they called them the Jesus movement. Because everyone who was involved with Jesus seemed to proclaim his name wherever they went. Didn't matter how quiet it was. Anyone that knew Jesus, once they got there, there was praise. There was a worship. There was giving God glory. There were testimonies of his goodness. Couldn't go anywhere. Hallelujah. Anywhere you went, somebody was talking about Jesus, and Nero had a fit about this. Now he's got all of this rage and malice, hallelujah. And he had been brought before Nero, and he looks Paul in the face and declares, uh, hallelujah, I'm not going to let you go. The interpreters agree that this was his last and final writings. And he writes to his son, Timothy. And the scope of the epistle differs from that of the former, not so much relating to his office as an evangelist, but to his personal conduct and behavior. He had talked to him about ministry before, told him the right way to baptize, told them that you have to tarry with folk, you know, until they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Make them stay there till they get the move of God in their life, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives him utterance. But now he's being personal, understanding because no matter what office you hold in the church, no matter where you function, in the body, your walk with God is personal. I can't walk your walk, and you can't walk my walk. Hallelujah. Yes, although we can even pray for one another, there even comes a time in your life where you have to learn how to pray for yourself. This is where he gets personal. It's a personal conversation between a spiritual father and his son. Talk to you about ministry. I told you, hallelujah, that the enemy desires to destroy and tear down, but I need to deal with you as an individual. Hallelujah. Point down your row and say, God wants to talk to you. So Paul is aware that his ministry is getting ready to come to a close and his death is near and he's facing the imminent prospect of execution. Now, to some folks, you would think if he knows he's getting ready to be persecuted, he's getting ready to be killed. His other comrades have already been killed. Even Peter had been killed upside down, and others had been beheaded. So he knew Nero was not going to be nice to him. 
He was going to be as cruel as he possibly could. But yet, in the midst of this, he takes time to minister to his son. He makes two requests of Timothy. Hallelujah. Come to Rome. He says, I want you to come and visit me in prison. Hallelujah. Want to come. I want you to come rather look through the bars of this prison so I can tell you some things face to face. I can't get to you. Hallelujah. I'm under arrest. It's not house arrest. I'm in the real jail this time. But I want you to pay me a visit because I have some personal things that I need to share with you. Hallelujah. Come and visit me. But uh, he realizes, and we're not sure if the young man ever made it to the jailhouse to, to meet him, but there is an indication in his writings that he realized that his son was a little timid. There, there was some hesitation in his walk and in his speech. There, there was some hesitation in his response to adversity. This is why you'll read these words in the letter. I want you to endure hardship as a good soldier. Hallelujah. They want you to run. And it would not be the first time that a son of his was thinking about letting go because of problems that had arised. If you remember his son Titus, he had to tell Titus to sit still in Crete because Titus was getting ready to turn in his resignation letter. I don't want to be here with these folks. I don't want to preach to these people anymore. And he tells him to stay where he is. He sees that kind of timidity in Timothy while he's writing this letter. I don't know if he had received reports from others or if God had given him the discernment, but he says, endure. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy all the time. Endure. People are not always going to hear your testimony. You're not always going to be received. Hallelujah. But endure. It seems like it's a little harsh and even unfair that someone who has promised eternal life or is promised the blessings of God and life more abundantly would have to hear a word endure hallelujah but understand when you understand the prize when you understand the reward that you have coming and when you understand the fact that you're in the world but not of the world and reminded of the fact that you have an enemy that desires to keep you away from all that God has promised you then you have to understand that you're going to have some uneasy days. You're going to have some struggles in your life. So what he's trying to do is to get Timothy to learn how to face hardships. Look at eyeball to eyeball. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Hallelujah. Don't get caught in the place where all you do is complain about it. Look it in the face. 
reminds him of the strength of God that abides on the inside. Hallelujah. Remembering the fact that the word is in you. The word has been deposited in you. In other words, he wanted his son to know that too much has been invested in you for you to walk away from what God has in store for your life. And I don't know who needs to hear this today, but God told me to tell you that too much has been invested in you. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about a pair of shoes. I'm talking about spiritual deposits. I'm, I'm talking about a word that has been pressed in your spirit. Or I'm talking about an answer God gave you to prayer. I'm, I'm talking about a move of God. Something that is personal only between you and God. Listen there. You're sitting among people that didn't hear God say it because he didn't say it to them. He said it to you. You're sitting among people that didn't see it because they weren't in the room with you. Hallelujah. And, there, and I dare say there, there were things God said and things God promised. Hallelujah. You've been so oppressed and you've been through so much that it slipped your mind. You don't even remember. But God said, I remember what I said. I know what I said to you. I, I know what I did for you. I know. And this is where he's trying to get the young man. I want you to look it in the face and understand that the God that has called you, the God that has saved you, the God that has anointed you is greater than your opposition. So look it in the face. Stand there. Don't be a runner. If you're going to run, run to Jesus. Don't, hallelujah, don't hide from it. Hallelujah, stop walking around with your head down like, like there's no way out when I'm the way. Stop looking around like there is no freedom when I'm your freedom. Stop, stop acting like you have no victory when I'm your victory. Stop, stop acting hungry when I'm your feeder. When I, stop acting weak when I'm your strength. Now, hallelujah. So what he's trying to do is bring him back to, uh, hallelujah, the foundation of his relationship with God. Uh, because I'm getting ready to leave, Paul says. Uh, he didn't say it verbatim as I'm saying it, but what he wanted him to know is people come and people go. But God will always be with you. Uh, so if there's no anyone else to stand with you in the storm, and he had his own testimony. He, he wanted the young man to know that there were days when I was by myself. I stood alone. Demas left me. The coppersmith forsook me. But God 
God stood with me. In your storm, God is there. In your pain, God is there. In the messiness of your life, God is there. And you can afford to turn your back to anything. Stand still and see the salvation of your God. And then the second thing that he speaks to the young man about, he talks to him about people in the church. The prospect of severe persecution from within the four walls of the congregation. So he said, man, you're going to go through outside and you're going to go through inside. Now, y'all don't sit there and act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Even David said, I was wounded in the house of my brethren. I could have understood it if it was a Philistine hallelujah but it was my own acquaintance he said there's gonna be folks who are mad about the message you preach they're gonna be upset about your anointing mad about your prayer life hallelujah they're gonna be upset they're gonna call you holier than thou they're gonna say you're stuck up they're gonna say all kinds of things. People that should be praying with you and for you are going to look you in the face. Hallelujah. And they won't pray for you at all. And, and the worst kind of saint is, is the one that says I'm praying for you and then won't pray for you at all. He said you can't do nothing about that. Walk among them. Praise God right in front of their face but whatever you do don't run from any demon don't hide from any problem hallelujah because you are a child of God before you got your license you were my child before you got that membership card you were already my child before you shook the preacher's hand I had already called you out of darkness in hallelujah to my marvelous light I'm talking to somebody so why are you so fearful of folks hallelujah why do you get up so upset when people don't acknowledge you when you belong to me you don't belong to man hallelujah you weren't baptized in Paul's name I didn't baptize you in any other name but the name of Jesus that's who you belong to raise your hand and say I belong to Jesus thank you father so he brings him hallelujah to a reality check and he tells the young man I've been your father I've been your helper. I've given you encouragement. But you've got to look beyond me. And you've got to know God for yourself. Look 
beyond me. I've learned how to pray yourself. Look beyond the preacher and see the God that the preacher has been preaching about. Look beyond the praise team and see the God that the praise team has been singing about and stand in his power stand in his power because it's not going to be easy people of God look at what's going on around us it ain't getting easier it's getting harder and I hear the Holy Ghost say endure hallelujah don't be a wimp hallelujah don't sit down and fluff and act like you have no strength greater is he that's within you I don't understand you you twist and turn you run all through the house and then leave the house of God and act like you have no victory act like you have the devil is a liar Look down your row and say the devil is a liar. You better act like you know God. You better walk like you're his child. You better talk like you have some power. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God said, I see you sitting there with your head down, saying, woe is me. You better sing what the choir sang today. God has victory. You better raise your hand and quote the word of God. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness so he leaves no room for excuse in other words he's telling him as a good daddy would I don't want to hear any excuses I don't want a wimp walking through the house I want you to square back your shoulders lift up your head and act like you know who your daddy is and I don't mean Paul I mean Jesus he's the author and the finisher of your faith so he leaves the young man some instructions the first thing he tells him is I need you to guard the gospel guard the gospel don't let anybody twist what you know is true you know how some folks do you say something they could be sitting right in your face and they'll call themselves repeating what you said but what they've actually done they've made up their own story don't let folks do that to you especially when it comes to the word the gospel you better open your mouth and say that ain't what God said don't let nobody twist it hallelujah God the gospel and don't be ashamed of what's inside of you hallelujah look down 
down your row and say to somebody, I know the gospel and I'm not ashamed of it. Hallelujah. It's my life. It wasn't who I was, but it's who I am now. Hallelujah. I walk by the gospel. I live by the gospel. I heard the prophet say, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. I need the word. Don't let them mess with what you have inside. Don't let them mess with the word. It's all in your spirit. Look down the row and say, it's all in my spirit. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I know it's in my spirit. Because when I'm down, his word speaks to me. I know I have it in my spirit. Because when I'm weak, his word speaks to me. And then he said, preach the word. Guard it and preach it. Guard it and share it. Don't be afraid to open up your mouth and say what God said. Thank you, Lord. The third thing I've already mentioned earlier, he said, endure hardship as a good soldier. Thank you, Father. And then the last thing he says, I want you to fulfill your charge. Don't let anybody put you in a place where you say these words, I quit. I don't care what the demon's name is. I don't care where they sit in the church or who they are in your office. Don't ever let them push you to a place, hallelujah, where you quit on your God. Fulfill your charge. Do your job. And don't you dare be timid. And that's when he closes out his thought. When he says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. Now the word in the Greek for fear is dalia. It means to be timid. It means to be fearfulness. Hallelujah. Full of fear rather. It means to be a coward. Scared of everything. Give up when people talk about you. I don't want to sing no more. Because they won't let me sing in my key. Don't be a coward. And don't give up because of things and folks. And problems and persecutions. Because God ain't in that. God ain't in your giving up. 
God ain't in your sitting down and throwing in the towel. If he called you to give up, he would have said, I'm going to leave you by yourself. But he said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. And I know some of y'all are battling with fear now. Hallelujah. It's been induced because of the danger that's around you. Things that are bothering you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Some of y'all are dealing with stuff you can't even explain. And the devil is messing with your faith. Trying to get you to walk away. To drop the mic. And never sing praise again. But the devil is a liar. I hear the Holy Ghost say that fear it makes no sense for you to run from a problem when I'm standing with you it makes no sense for you to give up when I am your strength it makes no sense for you to run from a demon when the weakest child I have is stronger than the strongest demon in hell hallelujah have you forgotten my name have you forgotten that all power is in my name and I placed everything under my feet and when I did that I had you in mind thank you Lord so when that bully that devil comes in your face all you gotta do is look him in the eye and say do you know who my daddy is he's strong and mighty he's mighty in battle he's king of kings and he's lord of lords I need my children to stand against the devil we got too many cowards in the church we got too many cowards throwing in the towel but I told you there'd be a struggle I told you there'd be mess I told you there'd be messy folk and folk that hate you but I also said be of good cheer cause I, I, I've overcome the world so who can lay any charge against the elect of mine if God before us who shouted somebody say who who can be against you who can 
bring a child of God down. Who? What's his name? He's not greater than my daddy. He's not stronger than my God. The devil is a liar. So I got up this morning to tell you to your face. Don't be fearful, but be faithful. Don't you sit there leaning like you ain't got no strength. Sit up straight and say the Lord is my refuge and my strength a very present help in the time of trouble I feel like having church I know we're social distancing hey but point down your row and shall come on let's have church don't you dare sit there like you're not a winner you're not on a losing team as a matter of fact God told me to tell you I've never lost a battle never I've never lost a battle God, I hear you speaking. Say it again, Fields. God said, I've never lost a battle. Get up, woman of God, and open up your mouth and speak to your situation and say, I'm not afraid. No, I'm faithful. I'm in the family of God and I'm not leaving because of this pain as a matter of fact I'm gonna hold on to the horns of the altar I'm gonna be faithful to prayer I'm gonna be faithful to praise I'm gonna be faithful to trusting in his word say say I tell you to speak speak like God is standing behind you I tell you to speak to your situation and say my dad is going to deal with you I tell you to speak to your pain and say my God he's a healer he's going to deal with you speak baby speak open up your mouth Speak like you got power. Speak like you got authority. Speak. Hallelujah. Speak it out of your mouth. He did not give me the spirit of fear. I got the Holy Ghost. on the inside. He did not give me. 
me a spirit of timidity. I'm going to praise him every chance I get. I'm going to praise him when I'm sick. I'm going to praise him when I'm broke. I'm going to praise him whether you like me or not. I'm going to praise him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be fearful. Thank you, Lord. Turn around and tell somebody. Don't be fearful. Don't you come up in daddy's house acting like you're a loser. Don't be fearful. Don't you come up in daddy's house acting like the storm is going to kill you. The devil is a liar. Say it out of your mouth. I refuse to be fearful. And I'm going to be faithful. Here I am, Lord. I'll say what you want me to say. Here I am, Lord. I'll sing what you want me to say. Here I am, Lord. I'll do what you want me to do. Say, say. Thank you, Lord. 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 I hear the Holy Ghost say, Stop letting the devil intimidate you. Stop letting what you see on the news intimidate you. Stand up, my soldier. Stand up, my praiser. Stand up, my worshiper. Stand up, my child. Stand up, my servant. Stand there. I let the enemy know I'm faithful. And though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I feel like dancing in the house. Say yeah. Oh God, don't be fearful, be faithful, be faithful, when you you can't receive the promise if you don't endure <laughs> you can't receive the reward if you don't endure you can't be unfaithful and expect to receive all that God has and do all that God wants you to do you've got to be faithful even in the midst of your storm in prison he would send for his sons and for his parchment even for his cloak to keep him warm he he had no intention 
on walking away or giving up because of what he was going through. He could have easily, like others do, blamed God for his pain or became bitter and said, like some say, after all I've done for you, here I am in this predicament, but he didn't do it. Instead, he uses it as a teachable moment and says, endure hardship as a good soldier. A good soldier understands that there is a chance that this thing is not going to come out the way I think it is. But to God be the glory. To God be the glory. You just fulfill your charge and don't be timid. Don't operate in fear. Remain faithful. This walk has a potential to induce pain and hardship. You may even lose some friends. <laughs> but I dare say if you lost them, perhaps you needed to lose them so you can gain more Christ. Don't walk in fear. Be faithful. Lift your hands where you are. Have you ever wondered... I do sometimes, what church will look like perhaps in, in the next five to 10 years. And I don't mean cosmetically, I don't mean will the carpet still be blue, will the chandeliers still be there. I mean the attitudes and mindsets of the people of God. Because reality says, and the word of God says, that what we see now is just the beginning of sorrow. Yeah. So could you imagine people letting go, walking away, people changing the gospel because society doesn't want to hear that anymore. It's not popular. It's nothing new. It was happening in Paul's day. But these are the last days. Who among us are determined enough to be faithful? We always talk about God's faithfulness to us. But perhaps we need to have a conversation about our faithfulness to him. Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you need me to say. Lord, as long as you'll be my strength, I can, I believe I can make it through this. If you understand what I'm talking about, lift your hands. I can't tell you what exactly to say. It's between you and him. But if you've made up your mind, that you're going to be faithful to his word and to his ways. Tell him that. Tell him. Tell him the truth. It's not easy, but I'm determined, Lord, to hold on. Hurt sometimes, Lord, but I'm determined. I'm determined to be faithful to your word. Hishamaha. Chloe. 
Did you know you can talk to God like that? Yeah. He's your heavenly father. Talk to him. Lord, they're not treating me right, but I'm going to do what you told me to do. I'm not going to use it as an excuse to walk away. <laughs> hey, God. Father, I've given them your word. I pray that you take the word that's been deposited this morning. Bring forth harvest. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together, won't you? Oh, you can do better than that. He's worthy. He's worthy of the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord bless you. The altar is ready. Praise the Lord. It's Pastor Fields here. And I hope you have enjoyed your worship experience with us on today. Thank you so much for connecting with Grady Refuge Temple here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I want to thank you for connecting with us, being a part of this worship experience. And we also, for those of you who may just be meeting us for the first time, wanted to tell you a little bit about ourselves. We are a part of a great organization, a great reformation. The Churches of Our Lord Jesus Christ was founded in 1919 by Bishop R.C. Lawson. And this beautiful edifice that we're standing in built, ministry founded by Bishop William Lee Bonner. I have the honor now of being the pastor. We have been growing. The Lord has been blessing us tremendously. Souls have been saved and blessed and set free and we're continuing the work. Yes, even in the midst of these trying times, we are determined to continue the work. I pray that you'll continue to connect with us. I pray also that as the Lord delivers and set free, that he will not leave you out. You'll be blessed along with us as well. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom.